Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 131st episode of Weekly Poker Hand. This episode is brought to you by my new poker training site, pokercoaching.com. If you have not checked it out already, you are missing out. A lot of our students there are learning a ton with the new interactive hand quizzes and homework questions. If you have made it to an episode 131 of Weekly Poker Hand, you'd probably like (laughs) pokercoaching.com. So go there, give it a try, and let me know what you think. So in this hand, we get pocket eights. The blinds are 15300 so we are playing very deep stacked. This is from a $2,000 tournament in Jacksonville, Florida. I opened to 1050 I believe, which is about three big blinds and change. I think the raise is a little bit big, but I don't think it matters much at all. And a player in the big blind calls. Flop comes 986. I'm sorry, 965. We have pocket eights. Um, previous to, the, or very, very similar to the previous hand, on Weekly Poker Hand, episode number 130, I check behind on the flop with middle pair. Here we're doing pretty much the same thing. The main difference here is that this middle pair doesn't have the opportunity to improve. Remember on the previous hand, I had queen eight on nine eight three, I think. Here we have pocket eights on nine six five. Uh, however, we do have a gut shot straight draw here as well. So we have six very clean outs. Well, I say six very clean outs, four very clean outs and two outs that are almost certainly good as well. Also, if something like a nine comes on the turn, we're usually very happy because that makes it really tough for our opponent to have a nine. So you can almost count those as pretty clean outs. So we're checking here and just trying to get closer to the showdown. If our opponent checks again on the turn, perhaps we then value bets. Uh, This is a good example of a hand that is likely not good to go for three streets of value, but is usually good to go for two streets of value. And especially in today's game where players are capable of check raising with more than just their nut hands where they can apply a lot of pressure and put you in miserable spots, you don't really want to be betting with a lot of your marginal made hands. So I do check behind in this scenario. Turns to 10. Our opponent bets almost the size of the pot, 2,200 into the 2,500 pot. And I like to call, I mean, this is what happens sometimes when you do check behind with these middle pair type hands is the board gets a little bit ugly for you. And, you know, obviously we would have rather had one of the very safe cards or even a two or three or a four, but eh, 10's okay. We could certainly be getting value bet at this point, but I think we do have to make the call. River's an eight. So now we have a set, but our opponent bets 5,600 into the 7,000 pot. (sighs) So while we did improve to a set, this is actually not a great card for me. I would almost have rather not improve to a set, as crazy as that sounds, because now notice that any seven beats us, and also queen-jack beats us. Both of those hands, I think, would very likely bet the turn. If our opponent had a hand like a seven, king seven, something like that, our opponent would also bet with an eight on the turn, but notice we have the eights blocked, so that's pretty unlikely. So what am I really beating here? Would he bet with a 9 or a 10 on the river for value or as a bluff? I would say almost certainly not. So he's either betting with a hand like a 6. We're trying to find bluffs. So what you want to do is you want to look for spots. You want to try to figure out the hands your opponents could conceivably be bluffing. So what is our opponent trying to bluff us off? Probably a 9 or a marginal, some sort of marginal pair. So would he bet with a 5 as a bluff? Maybe. Would he bet with a hand like ace four on the turn and then the river? Probably not. Would he bet with a hand like king queen on the turn and then the river? Uh, Maybe that's one hand that makes some sense. What about king jack? I guess king jack could also do that. 
So those two hands make a lot of sense. Ace high would probably not attempt this bluff, but maybe it should. I mean, if he's going to be betting with any seven and any queen jack and also any two pair hand, he probably does need to be bluffing with some of his ace highs. And uh, like king, queen, and king jack make a lot of sense. So now that I've talked through this a little bit, I do see a decent amount of hands that would probably play in this manner that I beat that do make sense as bluffs, primarily king, queen, and king jack. So I think I probably have to call looking at that. I do expect to lose here a lot of the time to a seven. But this is one of these spots where whenever you play your hand a little bit slowly, your hand is very underrepresented, especially when you reverse set. And when your hand is very underrepresented, it's often not that bad to just make the call. So I'd be pretty surprised if I folded this one. But like I said, I would have preferred not to river the set. I'd much rather a two, three, four, nine, six, or five to come on the river. And sure enough, my opponent had Queen Jack. So as predicted, we did get a little bit unlucky on the river to make a set. We were much happier with our pair. I believe there was an episode a few or an episode a few weekly poker hands ago where I flopped a straight and river to flush and was pretty unhappy. Well, here I had a pair and river to set and I was unhappy. So just be aware that because we have a set does not necessarily mean our hand is premium or anything like that. Certainly raising the river would be well out of the question. You'll see some amateur players do that. But here we have a marginal bluff catcher. And when you have a marginal bluff catcher, if your opponent's not going to be bluffing too often, you should fold. But if he's going to be bluffing decently often or just betting with a balanced range, you should be happy enough to call. So that's going to be it for this episode. This was a tough spot. I, if, if you were to find yourself in the spot tomorrow, I think you probably should still just call. But if this is a small stakes tournament and you know the player in seat nine is just never bluffing or very rarely bluffing, or perhaps only value betting with a hand like two pair or better, so you do beat some of those, but not very many. I think you probably do need to be a little bit closer to folding in this spot, even though I did improve to a set on the river. So thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. Be sure to check back next week for another episode of Weekly Poker Hand.